All right, turn in your Bibles to John 3. Now see, so a church has 52 Sundays to, you know, every year to um, preach, you know, basic sound doctrine, not for the sake of theology, just, you know, to lift up theology, but that we can grow and also not forget things that's easy in the world and in religion to forget. So the pastor, it's a incumbent upon, I wanted to use that word. It's, it's a big one. It's incumbent upon, uh, the, the pastor to, to, whether he's preaching himself or others are preaching on the preaching team. Uh, it's, it's easy, uh, I mean, it's something that he has to see to it that, that everything that we would need perhaps in a year is preached in that, in that. So we preach a lot of practical things. Uh, what faith is, how to use your faith, how to pray, uh, uh, how to grow in the Lord, the things of God, who we are in Christ. Um, remind us that divine healing belongs to us and the blessings of the Lord and those things. And, and, um, all just, there's just, you know, we could just sit here and go through a list that would take 30 minutes to name everything that we want to get over. That's the reason we have Wednesday night service too, is that it provides another opportunity so we can actually double that 52 services to um, 104. And uh, that gives us 100, really only that, 104 opportunities to continually present the word. Amen? So in the course of that, I was praying in the last couple of days, you know, about the sermon today and what to present. And the Lord really put it on my heart to preach about what it means to be born again. And uh, sometimes we forget that. I hear a lot of testimony, uh, you know, on television and then also just watching on uh, Facebook, praise the Lord. Uh, and everything you read on Facebook is true. It's absolutely true. But um, um, you, you, read, you read things uh, that people post and say and you wonder if, if everyone even knows what that means anymore to be born again. And, uh, it, it's become popular to just pick a religion. Uh, just in the world, it's like uh, an openness to everything. So you just pick one and then some folks say, well, I've decided to follow Jesus and I follow his teachings. And if you watch news reports and things when they're giving, uh, interviews to people, they'll say, well, I'm, I'm a Christian, which means I follow the teachings of Jesus. But did you know that you could follow the teachings of Jesus and still not be born again? Still not really have a Holy Spirit encounter with God in your heart. And, um, sometimes you can tell folks that are just kind of church, churchified, sanctified, chicken fried, whatever. <laughs> variety of Christians, um, by watching the fruit of their life, you know, the Bible says that they will know us by our love, but they'll also, will also be known by the fruit that we bear in our life. If you're not careful, you'll try to do dead works to produce that fruit. You can't produce that fruit of the Spirit with dead works. 
it's produced naturally by uh, being connected to the vine. Amen. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branch. We're all connected to him. So I thought it would, might be good this morning just to look at what does it mean to be born again. Uh, we hear that term used derogatory now, in a derogatory way. Uh, people say, well, he's one of those born-again believers. And it's like, oh, God, run for the hills. You know, they're going to try to convert you or do something weird to you. And they're difficult and they're judgmental and uh, they're... Uh, scared of everybody, but um, the, the Bible doesn't say anything about that when it comes to being born again. It's something else. And so let's just look at it. Um, and again, in John 3, I promise I won't keep you here all day. Just half of it. I still love that story about the Little boy that went, grandson went to church with his grandfather and had a long-winded pastor, you know, just go on and on and on. And, uh, too many points and too many scriptures. He said, um, he kept saying, in conclusion, I'm going to make my final, you know, appeal here. And then he'd go on another 10 minutes. And then in conclusion, he'd go on another 15 minutes. In conclusion, it goes on 17 more minutes. I've been in that meeting. And that's when you're saying, come quickly, Lord Jesus. We're not going to survive this. So, anyway, the, the grandson turned to the grandfather and he said, Grandpa, what does that word mean, conclusion, in conclusion? And he said, absolutely nothing. So if you hear a preacher say, in conclusion, brace yourself. That might be the time to slip out, you know. And then it also was funny to me, the three benefits of watching church at home during COVID, during uh, quarantine. One was you could just wear your pajamas to the service. Number two, you could have popcorn during the service. Number three, you can mute the pastor if you don't like what he's saying. All right, praise God. All right, John 3, 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, uh, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now notice, so this born again idea came from Jesus. It did not come from evangelicals from the hills of North Carolina somewhere, all right? It came from Jesus himself. This is something that's uh, a Bible concept here and a New Testament concept. In case, you know, you've heard maybe something negative about it. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he was old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And all the women said, No. (laughs) Please. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, 
Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, you must be born again. Now, so he's talking about not a physical new birth, but a spiritual new birth. We give altar calls and people come and, and uh, accept Jesus and become a born-again believer and, and, and pray for that. And, uh, you know, if they're 85 years old when they come down to, to be born again, when they get up, they're still 85 years old. <laughs> they don't get a new body at that point. If they're... If they're, you know, if they're a skinny person, they're still a skinny person. If they're a larger person, they're, they're still a larger person. You see what I'm saying? They're, physically, you don't see any change. Now, their countenance might be a little different. Not necessarily. I've seen people that came and prayed, got up, showed no emotion whatsoever, did not scream and holler and run up and down the aisles and announce, I'm saved, I'm changed, I, I'm victorious. Almost say nothing. You wonder, did anything happen? And then you watch them and you see the fruit in their life and uh, the commitment, amen, to the things of God. So you can't tell who's saved or not by anything outward. Some people that do all the screaming and hollering and shouting sometimes in certain circles, uh, they're not necessarily, you know, you look at the fruit of their life and it's not necessarily all that in a bag of chips. So... You can't tell necessarily a change on the outside. That's what, see, Nicodemus was focusing on a natural, he knew, he understood natural birth and he, he was thinking of a second natural birth. But see, this is talking about a spiritual birth. Amen. So a rebirth. And of course, then we don't have time to teach all this, but Paul talks about uh, us being born again of incorruptible seed, not in other words, that God, spiritually, Father God is our Father. Amen? God the Father. He's our Father. And He is, His seed is perfect. We, you know, if, what do they have this thing, DNA 23 and me or something, you know, I don't know, you, you, you send in, um, some kind of DNA sample and they tell you your whole history and I'm a little scared of that, to be honest. Um, some of my relatives, you wonder, Okay, I won't go there. It's too mean. But, uh, I do wonder, but, um, where, where we came from. We're not quite sure. <laughs> and that could be a blessing. Ignorance can be bliss, let me tell you. <laughs> but, um, we, you know, you can, you, they can trace your, now they can trace your DNA all the way back to whatever and they tell you the percentage of what kind of uh, background you have, uh, you know, uh, genetically and those things. But again, we're not talking about that. We're talking about a spiritual rebirth and a spiritual family with God the Father as our Father. One song that we sing here quite often is Good, Good Father. You're a good, good Father. Amen. And so maybe your experience, I know some people Go to counseling and, and that kind of thing because they had such a horrendous experience with, with a parent or both parents. You know, I've heard people say, well, my parents were alcoholics or 
they were, my father was, uh, you know, absent. He wasn't there. He, he made babies and left, you know, that kind of thing. So there's people that have horrendous experiences. Others have beautiful experiences with their parents and have a, a lot of honor and respect and uh, are very happy. It's a happy thought. But whether a sad thought or a happy thought, we're not talking about who your natural father is, who your natural mother is. We're talking about our spiritual heavenly father. And the Bible says if we be carnal or evil, know how to get, or just fleshly, know how to bless our children, know how to give good gifts to them, how much more does the heavenly father know how to bless his children? Amen? And so... um To be born again means that you open your heart, you let the Holy Spirit come in uh, and breathe upon you. The Bible says that those that followed Jesus in early early part before he left, he breathed upon them and they received the Holy Spirit in that way. Amen. So we have, you know, we're Pentecostal church. We believe in the Spirit within and the Spirit upon. Amen. Spirit upon being the Acts 2-4. Pentecostal experience, which we're not going to teach on that today. But anyway, praise God, a lot of folks who've had a a heavy teaching on that forget that the Holy Spirit first presents himself to you at the point of the new birth. Amen. He comes in to your heart. So it's more than just I'm promising I'm going to try to do all the right things and avoid the bad things. I'm going to follow the teachings of Christ. That's been Taught to a fault. Yes, we're going to follow the teachings of Christ because they're good teachings. Amen. And uh, they're it's the wise choice. But we're more than just followers of the teaching of Christ. We're more than just deciders that we decided to follow Jesus. A lot of people follow Jesus and they're, they're not all, I don't think they were all born again. But praise God, we can follow him. But more importantly, he can live inside of us by the um, uh, introduction of the Holy Spirit and his life and breath into us. Amen? So that we are actually carrying on the inside of us the Spirit of God. Don't you love that? How many can see it's a, it's a little deeper understanding than just, I've decided to go to church and be a Christian? Um. So there's people in church that are, that aren't born again, is what I'm trying to tell you. And then there's people in places they shouldn't be that are born again. So, you know, it's not a, it's not a show up and not show up thing. It's a, it's a, it's a condition of the heart. Amen. Now let's look at some more scriptures that'll emphasize this and then we'll pray for you. I'm not going to keep you here all day. Second Corinthians. 5.17. Don't count how many times I say that. Okay. Second Corinthians 5.17 says that, uh, therefore, if any man be in Christ. Now, the amplified version of that, um, can we put that up there? It says engrafted in Christ. So you can see we're not just following Christ. We are connected to him. And what is the connector? The Holy Spirit is the connector. So we are engrafted in Christ, the Messiah. He is a new creation, a a new creature altogether. So you're born again, you're new, you're brand new. Uh, you again, you may look the same, your voice sounds the same, 
You might have the, some of the same hang-ups and tendencies and problems that you did before, but the difference is that on the inside, the spirit man, uh, you're a new a new person, okay? So, again, everybody get that? We're talking spiritual things here, not something out, outward. A new creature altogether. The old previous moral. See, that's just what we're talking about. The moral and spiritual condition has died, has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Amen. You say, well, if I'm saved and I'm still tempted by the same things or I still have the same some of the same weaknesses, why is that? Well, because you also have a soul and you're living in a fleshly house and flesh has memory. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we're just, you know, we have a habit or something that we do that just comes naturally to us in some weird way. But praise God, the more that we walk with God every day and in Christ and in the Spirit, the more that we'll begin to see these changes. And some of the things that you used to enjoy so much before you were born again no longer does it for you. Amen? It no longer has any appeal. And so now you're interested in other things. Amen? That the Spirit brings. Is this helping you? So it says, in, I'll get back in the King James, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And I love this part in, in the King James. Old things are passed away or died. Behold, all things are become new. Amen? So when, when, you, when you have a born-again experience, you can say, Praise God, I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I'm a new person in Christ. Uh, there's a story of a guy, uh, Kenneth Hagin told the story, and uh, there was a story of a guy that, uh, pretty successful businessman, but he had a terrible temper, you know, the least little uh, kind of trigger happy <laughs> uh, temper, you know, the least little thing to set him off and he'd be in a foul mood the rest of the day. But he was very successful, very strong-willed, could, you know, sell things and move things and get things going. But he had a terrible temper. <laughs> Again, so he could get a phone call and get mad and about break the phone, hanging it up, you know. And then he, he, they kept replacing his trash can in his office. Cause if you remember some of the ones years ago were metal, small little metal trash cans, office trash can. And, um, he would get so mad, you know, um, that he would kick that trash can and it would go, flying across the room, and they'd get so dented it wouldn't even stand up anymore. You know, it'd just fall over. So they'd have to get him a new one. So about once a week, he would go destroy a trash can, you know, just, just, just wreck it and cuss at it and spit at it and take all of his frustrations out on this poor trash can. Well, he somehow heard the gospel and and got acquainted with the Holy Spirit and some of the things we're going to read in just a minute. And uh, he got a phone call he didn't like, you know, and he started to go for the trash can. And all of a sudden, on the inside, he heard he heard this on the inside. How many know what I mean? Like the voice of, of your spirit, the inner the inner voice said, you don't have to do that anymore. You're a new creature in Christ. You're a new man. And you don't have to destroy your trash can. 
And he said, you know what? That's right. I'm, I'm a, Christ is in me. The Holy Spirit lives in me. I don't have to behave like this anymore. Now I'll tell you what, you can go to all kinds of sessions and things, you know, to try to overcome things, but there's nothing like the touch of God to change us. I don't know about you, I've had behaviors that I just abhor, like the thought of something I may have said or done um, previously in my life, and I just like hate that fact that I behaved that way or or acted stupid or ugly. Don't raise your hand. We've all been there. We, we all have regrets of, of behaviors that we've exhibited. But isn't it wonderful to be transformed by the Holy Spirit to, to where that that if you start to go back to that kind of behavior that you pull back from it, amen, and say, wow, I don't have to do that anymore like the guy with the trash can. I'm a new man. Yeah. Praise God. It doesn't mean that you might not, you know, have problems or whatever, but you, you get stronger and stronger and stronger. Until eventually you can overcome anything. Okay, now look at Second Peter 1 through 3. If you don't mind. And this is the part that I really want you to see. What happens uh, when the Holy Spirit comes into a life. Amen? Second Peter... And uh, I'm sorry, uh, chapter chapter one, and uh, let's see, where are we? Where are we going to go? Second Peter. Um, okay, here we go. Um, let's look at verse two. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through his knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby we are given unto us, are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. All right, so again, you have this terminology right here, and this is what we want to focus on. What, what's the difference between, again, just being a follower of the teachings of Christ as compared to being born again? And the differences right here in these words, by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Now, let's tie this up. you see how it works. So, again, we're presented with the gospel. We, we accept the gospel. We say, Lord, I receive the Holy Spirit. I receive salvation. I receive the born-again experience. The Holy Spirit comes into your life. You have a new father. You have a heavenly father that's incorruptible. Uh, impossible for him to fail. And then finally, because of that, you have the nature of your Father. Amen. We are partakers of the divine nature. So you might say, well, I'm just from 
I've heard people blame it on their nationality. I've heard people say, well, I'm Irish, therefore I want to fight everybody. <laughs> Get mad, you know. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, surely there's Irish folks that don't just beat you up. You know, I've got a lot of friends that are Irish. I've got Irish in me. That's why I turn into a lobster at the beach. I've got Irish skin that doesn't tan very easily. But, um, you know, I've heard some of my family and I'll talk about, well, I'm Irish. Therefore, that gives me an excuse to have, you know, to be angry a lot <laughs> and want to pick a fight. Or someone else says, well, you know, I'm from this part of the, the, this neck of the woods and we behave this way. Or I'm Italian and that's why I, I love you one minute and want to kill you the next, you know, whatever, you know, people say what their, you know, what their nationality is and, and call that their nature. This is, this is just who I am and this is my nature and you should accept that. Well, okay, in the world, argue that all night and day. But I'm telling you, when it comes to being a born-again believer, we need to start looking for our nature to come from God the Father. Amen. That doesn't mean we're not strong. It doesn't mean we don't defend ourselves or defend our family or whatever. But it does mean that some of the negative sides of what human existence can be can fall off the grid. And then we can be... A better, how many believe God can make you better? You know, however cool you think you are, God can make you cooler. Or however prosperous you think you are from your hard work, God can bless the work of your hands and, 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 uh, increase it. So praise God, you can't go wrong with this. Amen. All right. Praise God. So that's just a, a very introductory course there on what it means to be born again. I hope you can see it's something stronger than just, you know, signing a card and shaking the pastor's hand. Let's uh, bow our heads just a moment. Father, in Jesus' name, if there's anyone here today that has not uh, had that born again experience, I thank you, Lord, that you um, move on their heart and their soul today. I thank you, Lord, that they can just pray a simple prayer. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. I receive the Holy Spirit coming in, the Spirit within. And I thank you, Lord, for your salvation today. I thank you that you are making me a new creature in Christ. And pray that prayer and lift that up. Those that are watching by Internet, you can do the same thing. And pray that prayer to make Jesus the Lord of your life and that you can have that born-again experience and that first encounter with the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for this, and we believe we will hear testimonies of those who have accepted you and, and prayed that prayer in Jesus' name. Lord, we just also continue to pray for anyone in the sanctuary today that has a physical need. I thank you for touching them. We command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk, those that have cancers or tumors or growths or Problems in their, in their body, uh, that all has to fall by the wayside. Every disease, every problem that has a name has to fall by the wayside. Father, I thank you for your healing touch. I thank you for your healing power. I thank you, Lord, those who have, uh, some, uh, mental problems or mental illness, any kind of depression or oppression. I thank you, Lord, that they are touched 
and healed today by your power. We give you glory and honor and praise. Those that have financial or material needs, Lord, I thank you that you show yourself strong in their life today and this week, that they will see increase and blessing that they knew and know comes from you. We give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's lift our hands and thank God today for the word, for the spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord.